0: Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwynn, and the Insider crew.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 76. We are at PCA National Headquarters. By the time you hear this, we will be back from works reunion but as the day we are recording we are getting ready to go out to works reunion around the table of course we have manny albin we have damon lowney who's been absent for a bit and we'll catch up with him why that's been and of course we have robert forsyth at the controls making it all happen behind the scenes for those of you that are watching us on youtube take a look at our setup notice anything that's different Well, we've been trying to always chase good audio with the microphone setups, and in the past, some have commented we look like Wilson from Home Improvement, and you're staring at my hair. because I I thought that was what we were going to talk about when you said you noticed something different. Not my hair, although my hair is a little bit different, but we removed the... the microphone popper shield things and changed up our microphone uh, covers and so hopefully this works out in terms of audio quality um, but also you can see more of our wonderful faces (laughs) so speaking of YouTube uh, be sure to like comment and subscribe we are uh, making our way to 100,000 subscribers so if you enjoy it We would love to uh, get that thumbs up. If you have questions, feel free to drop a message in the comments. And, of course, please subscribe if you haven't already. So, Damon, it's good to have you back. Uh, I think Manny actually clarified to the audience that we didn't kick you off the show. It's just you've been pretty busy.
0: Yeah, I heard that. Uh, Yeah, it it seems like when... Um, the three of us, it's been rare when the three of us are all in the office. And, um, you know, it seems like if you're not in the office, it's really tough sometimes for the podcast to go off. If I'm out of the office, I'm not one of the, I'm not the showrunner per se. Kind of can do it without me and, and it's all good. Um, but this last time, uh, last week actually was because I was filming some one mile reviews and this was in, um, actually in Indiana, which is very close to Chicago. I flew into Chicago and we have a, um, very nice member who I, I believe he doesn't want his name in the credits. So I won't mention it here, uh, uh, but okay. he has four or five. What was it? I had two Targas 997s. One was a 9971. One was a 9972. One's in Nordic gold, which is a pretty rare color and it's just option to the teeth. Um, one's manual, has a sport suspension, one has PDK. Um, he had a Cayman R that he uses as his track car with PDK. And, and then I also drove Cindy Jacobson, Jacobson's, um, uh, 718 Boxer S, which is brand new. I think it had 251 miles when I started the drive. (laughs) So uh, So it's not even broken in yet. Not even broken in. Well, a little bit, but not quite, not all the way. Did she get a PDK or did she get a manual? uh PDK PDK and yep. it's in like uh the Python, or, Python, Python Green, Green. Good so for it, her. it's a good comparison um one of my other one of my review videos was 718 boxer GTS 4.0 versus 718 Cayman S in in Python Green yeah. with PDK so it's like the same car just not a hard top and that is a car that
1: I would buy any of Cindy's cars Cindy's cars are mm-hmm. always in perfect condition uh, well loved well driven um, man, I can't believe she let go of her beautiful Boxster. Yeah, that car an was 04 um, or
0: 2004 I think it was. It was pretty. Uh, no, was no, no. It was a like 96. It was a 01, 96, and she had it yeah. since 04 or 05. Yeah, it's maybe, a 96. And before she had a that, long time. Before that, she had
1: a 968 as well. So, mm-hmm. um, very well cared for cars. Those are the people that you want to buy cars from. Back to the person, yeah. uh, we won't mention his name, but he's a dear friend of PCAs a relatively newer member. Yeah. Um, I met him, I believe, on. Treffen event and a super nice guy, amazing photographer. So I won't say your name, but thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you uh, very much for allowing us to do the one more reviews. And he's he was heavily into another uh make or several other makes and Mm -hmm. models. Yeah, BMWs, Mini. He loved Mini for a while. I was gonna uh, stay neutral, but I was saying (laughs) where I was going was he came to PCA with um his very first Porsche and loved Mm -hmm. how. The community kind of embraced him and embraced him and like brought him into the fold to do everything PCA and yeah. I think
0: most of his fleet now is actually Porsche. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He sold his last Mini not too long ago. Um, yeah. He still loves them and he still loves them. It's but funny yeah. BMWs, Mini Coopers, and you would never guess the next one uh, that he was. So he buys cars. He has these periods or phases yes, where he yes, just yes. loves and buys mm-hmm. as many and loves them as much as possible. Honda Del Sol, he once that's had right. like, uh, that's eight right, or ten Honda Del Sols at once. Those he was are, those totally are, obsessed with those. Them. Are kind of a cult following. I remember yeah. when they came yeah.
2: out. I wonder if he had any that did not leak.
0: Probably, actually, one of them I'm sure, if not a. He, the, he takes or, very care of Del Sol's, Sols known to leak? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a convertible, right? So it's <laughs> yeah. You know, but he used them as um, The back window.
1: Oh, the back window. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, interesting. Those were cool. Those are during those times we were running a lot of. Um, hatchback civics and yep. coupe civics and my whole jdm phase i've never had a del sol but yeah i mean be, i do remember and a lot of
0: people did like uh k20 swaps and yeah big motors in this little target thing yeah exactly the response to the miata yeah front wheel drive response so so you've um had some car issues lately in yeah. addition to the
1: the TDI, that was... Uh,
0: so, it all started with the TDI. That got totaled, and I just finished... I got the, the Mazda 3 re- replaces that. Um, it's a 2015 Mazda 3 uh, that I bought from my girlfriend, in case I forget what I've shared since all of this yeah, has gone down. Yeah, you told us that you bought it, yeah. Yep. Um, and you proceed to quickly... Yeah, I lowered it. it, yeah. Uh, Kony coilover, or coilover uh, struts or shocks with um, box springs, but... That was original suspension and you know i've got spark plugs some uh stiffer engine mounts that i'll put in later um and the reason later is because so wait stop right there
1: so we were supposed to autocross together this weekend at the chesapeake
0: program and then you reached out to me on friday i think it was yeah so it was very (laughs) sad so we already knew the caymans ac um was not working. So if I left it off, it seemed yeah. to run fine. I've done a couple little errands or, you know, when I've been dealing with the Mazda or whatever I, I've been able to drive that, just no AC and it's been very hot. Yeah. Um but I have another car. It's my my 98 Camry for those who are who are listeners. And another friend of mine was borrowing that for a couple of weeks while his car was getting fixed. So we I have one daily driver, then the Porsche is sort of I'm um, trying not to drive it. And then the Camry is being used by somebody else, so I'm you know low on cars for me. Uh, so so my my friend, <laughs> I, I like to have one running car, one one car that doesn't need to be fixed, it doesn't have any problems, <laughs> like as a backup. And as my friend was driving the car back to my house to drop it off, and I was going to go take him to the shop to pick up his car, um, the Camry died, just stalled on the middle of six ninety five, oh, no. like two miles away from my house. Oh no! And uh, it's a P thirteen hundred code i think is the one of the two or three that are on there that is what this is and what does p1300 mean could mean a lot of things but it's a ignition uh it's like the ignition ignition igniter or something so it's it could be just the ignition coil Mm -hmm. and after watching a really long video about this particular motor and an avalon and a guy going through all these diagnosing diagnoses Mm -hmm. and then checking each one off it ended up just being the coil pack had gone bad so i'm Crossing my fingers, it's just so. If it was a coil pack, it would just
1: run really
0: rough. It would Um, still run though. So P thirteen hundred, it tends. I'm not. It's tough to. I don't understand exactly what's going on, but P thirteen hundred shuts off the fuel injection. Oh, Uh, so it's affecting. So if that, if something like that happens, the car, it just it It saves itself. It cranks and then it dies, and it cranks and it dies. Hmm. So, um, when that happened, and I have the Porsche, I can't autocross right now, or at least I don't feel safe doing that with the, yeah. which you'll see later on, what the AC compressor looks like. And um, with the Camry just not running, and I don't know why, I have one car that yeah. can't brake, Yeah, and that's my transportation right now. So I decided not to to autocross my girlfriend's Miata, yeah on Saturday. <laughs> so uh, in order to fix cars, and, I'm not laughing at
1: yeah. you. I'm laughing with you. I feel bad yeah. for you because I know what it feels like when it's just all happening right now. Yeah, when all this stuff kind of comes all at once. Uh, yep. But I think you should share with folks since uh, many have maybe haven't seen an AC compressor <clears throat> when it goes bad. Yours, yeah. yours is a uh, so and 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 the belt for those of you that don't the know. The belt looked fine. The belt looked fine, but yep. there's only one belt. It's only one. Right, and, it, and it runs the, the complete Everything. system on the yeah. car. So. Everything but the timing. Yeah. So the thing is <laughs> if it locks up, then you know it could leave you <laughs> stranded. If it keeps spinning freely
0: and you doesn't turn yeah. AC, then you're fine. But you're kind of taking a chance with that? Yeah, I see I don't know a lot about how AC compressors work. I know that there's a clutch, and yeah. if you're watching YouTube, you can see what looks like a clutch failure. Um and then if Robert uh, flips over to the the third picture. This one, that's what it's supposed to look like. So that whole yeah. center part of the pulley looked like it just blew off and melted. And um, is it rubber
1: right there? Or I think so. Yeah, it, it's like wow. a rubber,
0: rubbery plastic. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so what was happening was while I was in Palm Springs, every once in a while, when I came up to a stoplight and pressed the clutch, the car would die. Mm. So that was that was the first symptom. Yeah. And um, long story short, everything worked well through parade. Then I crossed the next weekend and I left my AC on for one run. So I don't know if that progressed it more, but on my way home, I stopped here at the office to pick up a cord yeah. going to Starbucks. And all of a sudden I hear and hear some weird noises and you can feel the car sort of shaking a little bit. Uh-huh. And I think a puff of smoke. Mm. And I turned the AC off cause I was thinking, well, Maybe I should just t- turn the AC off, and it seemed fine. I drove to Starbucks, yeah, and I decided when I leave, I'll turn the AC back on to see if you know after driving it maybe a mile, I'll turn it back on to see what happens. Uh-huh. As soon as I did that, you can feel like you know things starting to bind up. Right, right. So I turned it off, and it was fine. And that's sort of what happens with an AC, AC compressor failure is your car might start to stall as you're pressing the clutch in when you're coming up to a stop. Put hmm. your ACs on. Well, it was certainly uh, – we missed you because a lot of
1: people asked. Uh, they actually, because yeah, I was on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they said, so did da- Damon bail out because you were coming? Like, did <laughs> yeah. he get nervous? Yeah, I'm like, exactly. at this point, he doesn't get nervous with me showing up anymore. <laughs> um, but I said I might have had a fighting chance because you were going to come up in, in, the Miata. in the Miata. But yeah. um, it was hot, dude. So it was a good thing you didn't come with your car because – Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it was a scorcher. But it's it's really good – People always wonder or, or ask about, you know, how we do an inspections or tech before an autocross. And, uh, you know, obviously something like that we may have seen, like, cause we look under the hoods, we look in and we don't do like a full on colonoscopy yeah. on the car. But you would have seen that we,
0: if I had my AC off my Yeah, car not on your on car,
1: me. your car, cause it's, yeah. on, you're, the engine's hidden, but, uh, mm-hmm. they, we did have one car, um, that, when when it pulled up, we noticed like there was a little bit of a vapor coming off of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, that's not good. And then so I kind of kept an eye on the car, and I looked at the car afterwards. The coolant, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, water pump was leaking, and there was like a puddle. Oh, and so we yeah. told the owner, "I was like, yeah, you probably want to try to limp that home as opposed to to auto crossing and." and and do more damage
2: to your car, so yeah. it's always
1: yeah. good to take, you know, sometimes to have a, another person look at your car because you don't necessarily mm-hmm. look in the same. And that places. wouldn't have been
2: Damon's when you would never. See. No, Damon's we wouldn't have <laughs> seen. I mean,
0: the only thing that his would given away is like the car dying, right? But yeah. um, but with with it off, it. I mean, the
2: pulley looks fine, but it's. Yeah. Just, I don't want to push it. That's you don't want to take a chance. An engine, if yeah. that engine
0: blew, I wouldn't
2: be. I've mean, when I've had my compressor to go up. They've never locked up. Yeah. They just stopped working. And right. I guess the seals must have the uh, not not the grease seals for the clutch, mm-hmm. but the uh seals holding the Freon probably will let go and yeah. you know, wasn't working uh pumping, I guess. Yeah, I've had plenty yeah. of A C clutches not work, but never mm-hmm. like cause the injection. Wor- the
0: AC worked perfectly fine up until that puff of smoke you know right up the street from the office um i'm yeah. pretty sure there was a puff of smoke they were scraping the road to repave it so it was a little dusty but i'm pretty sure so have you researched how how involved is it to replace a i see that you got
1: a replacement obviously
0: yeah i got the replacement um
1: you got to be able to capture the
0: freon so that's a kit you need. yeah i got the uh the vacuum system and all the different dials which is not cheap by yeah. the way that is really expensive but i got I went for an Amazon credit card and they give you 200 bucks off. So eh, whatever. (laughs) I just did it. I was like, here comes eh. a slippery slope. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, it's really tough, almost impossible to get to the, um, the third bolt, the rear bolt of the compressor, um, that stands on its own. There are two in the front on the pulley side and one in the rear. Mm -hmm. Um, it's covered too much by the intake, um, system. The, the, the intake runners, Mm -hmm. And some people are saying you need to remove the power steering reservoir to access the bolt or something. I can't see how you can access those bolts, but more importantly, the AC lines to empty the system properly, um, without taking the uh, driver's side intake plenum off. Hmm. So this one you might want, if you haven't already, yeah. phone, phone a friend, so to speak, or yeah. phone one of the tech committee tech committee folks and yeah, yeah. see what they and think see double check mm-hmm. you know but if i do indeed need to take off that plenum then that also starts that's fairly deep you know that's a pretty big part that goes pretty far down into the engine so you know do i just do a bunch of while you're in there is like a new power steering pump or reservoir since the intake will be off do i get the IPT, IPD plenum which yeah. is so much easier in a 996 to install which we have a video on so if anyone um, has done a ac compressor
1: replacement yeah. you know share in the comments if you have any yeah. 987.1 uh, came in yeah any suggestions for damon while he's in there Yep. Yeah. um manny and i we we took a road trip we headed north to new, Jer- new jersey
2: yep new jersey motorsports park
1: so we had a little fun there uh, caught up with connor and the shattenbaum club race it was very cool to kind of be at the track again. I hadn't been there for a while, and to see all these amazing. Have you ever cars. run New Jersey? I haven't. I've no, never I've
2: run there. I've been there. I don't think I've even done a parade lap there. I felt pretty old because I was telling Connor that, you know, I raced there when it first opened, uh, and I pointed to this water tower and I said, the first time we raced here, that was halfway built. Oh, so it wasn't the whole, uh, you know round part of the water tower wasn't done and of course now it's all black from dirt and everything and i said it was all white and it seemed like uh i guess it was over 15 years ago from the first time we ran at in gmp they had a pretty
1: pretty good weekend i think they had uh great weather a bit humid but dry and sunny and some of the cars that were running uh those of you that are watching on youtube oh, man uh, this was what the third the third race be- the last race before the enduros and uh people people were looking like they were having a lot of fun it was cool to see all the setups and going through the garages and if you've never been to a club race i highly recommend you you know at least going to observe one um you know for me it's a bucket list i uh, hopefully i know some some can get into it relatively cheap maybe if you're in 944 or spec boxster where a car might be in like the mid 30s and then then the expense really comes because per weekend you're talking about tires and support and <clears throat> someday i know
2: manny you you went you club race for how many years you could never do it Seriously, because when we played blackjack and it was five dollars a hand, you acted like you were losing your house. I know that's.
1: I know that is totally true. Like I'm so you got to
2: spend fifteen, seventeen, hundred dollars on a set of tires uh, to be competitive for for the weekend, not for the season. Uh, I know.
1: I'm so thrifty that I know it's highly unlikely that I'll ever become a club racer. But I would love to though, because it looks like so much fun, and 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 I love the the whole idea of the spec classes. Those are those. Does, that would be cool. I probably would like to do Spec
0: Boxster. Yeah, Spec Boxer. Spec yeah. 944, although Boxer
2: would be more fun, I think. I think so. I oh, think so. Always, what's fun is when you have people that you can run with. Yeah, and yeah, not yeah. necessarily meaning running at the front of the pack. No. It's just if you have – If you have to find someone that is running almost your identical lap time, mm-hmm. some of the best racing I ever had was for like 10th place. Yeah. It was because that whole race – you were working uh you were in your mirror looking or you're chasing someone the whole time you're trying to pass and you know you get out of the car when you're done and you walk up to the guy and you, you hug because it's like incredible that you haven't hit yeah for those 45 minutes uh and some of the worst races where i've actually won there was no one close to me yeah I, uh, this other class car was too far away to catch up and i was just cruising it wasn't uh, really um racing if you will. And yesterday it was exciting. We
1: weren't just watching the the two cars that were up front. There was cars in the middle of the pack mm-hmm. that you would see change places or at least in the turn that we were coming in, they were like mere inches <laughs> from each other going at a high rate of speed, but they um uh, you know they all got through the turn quite clean. So that's pretty amazing. Um but yeah, maybe someday I'll get to that world. All right. Uh we did um we did catch up to uh mr uh, pete trumper who's uh, well known
2: in zone one zone two um pete was and past- has an article coming out uh, should be getting everyone should be getting their panoramas soon uh-huh. okay and in pano uh <laughs> almost before there before, before you hit the classifieds this is his article <laughs> that i wrote about pete and his two 964s that he owns and so we brought him some extra copies so he could uh hand out to friends um, but the but car, he, but, he but he was, the car of the day was not a nine six four for him. No, well, he had two, two of his cars there. He had his uh, nineteen seventy nine fourteen six that he had, had club raced for years. Club raced and drive an iconic head. car. Yeah, when I met him, he was driving that car, and then he had, had was showing us his brand new um, GT four nine eighty one GT four. And I bought.
1: took a I took a video uh, of this really special feature for you, Damon. It's a technical one. There you go. You'll see hopefully it's a it's a video. So hopefully we can run it. But what you're looking at is the center console, obviously. Yep. And, and a reverse
0: gear lockout or something? Uh first and reverse lockout. First 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 and reverse, but well, I mean
1: first for sure. Wait a second. So see he puts it in. It's second gear he said, didn't he? Yeah, first, first and, and, second and second gear. So he locks it out. How cool is that? Yeah. Very sim- very simple, but there's like a detent. So when he gets up to you know the the higher gears, he just moves that lever over and puts a screw down, and it's like a mechanical lockout.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very smart. Yeah, it definitely is. If you want to, uh, and his- <laughs> is his GT4 just like a straight up race car now? The GT4 is,
2: that a, is lock- it a race car. I mean, it's- no, it's not. It's not a uh, factory race car. It's a street car that the previous owner, who yeah. was an engineer, was engineering uh, for Penske. Mm-hmm. He um, sets this car up, and so the car is completely set up for the track. It's awesome. Yeah. But but is it like is Pete using it for racing? Not club racing. He, he retired from
0: club racing. Okay, so you. Yeah. He gotcha. He's doing drivers' ed with ultimate it. DE oh, car. Okay, oh, DE car sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, and it's got like very
1: extra nice. arrow underneath, and uh, like ever just like that lockout. Every little thing about that car has been well, very well thought yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, very cool car. It looks like he's having a lot of fun, and he's running times I, I think he said very similar to Dude, his 964 nice race, race car yep.
0: nice. right so well, well, i mean it, that's not super surprising i mean with yeah that many years between them right yeah
2: yeah well i mean the more power longer beat, has a lot age. of uh it has a shorter gearing the um true uh, almost like blueprinted engine yeah it's um and suspension, set up and, set up 100 yeah. for the track yeah. and yeah. later than the uh cayman yeah. yeah
1: yeah all right so uh manny anything you want to share about the weekend
2: No, I had a we had a good sub. (laughs) We did. We found a a a place for a Philly cheesesteak. After I said this is the only place to eat around the track, Shannon Sub Shop, which Mm. is about like three minutes from the track, and uh, uh, they had a very good sub. I never thought about asking what size to get. They never, she never asked. We just figured it was one size. I think that was small. No, couldn't have been. I think it was. No, she said uh, ten inch was a small. Was that a ten or was that a foot long? And when you cut it in half, it looked like two five inches to me. Uh, You're probably right. So that probably was a small. But
1: yeah. It was delicious. So you look like you had some fun on what was released uh, over the weekend, which was the... Quote unquote one mile review yeah. of the 73.4 mile review the 73 RS. I kept watching him like this is going on and on, but I was okay with it because you yeah. could hear the engine and you could hear how much fun you were driving in. Obviously, you weren't driving at 10 tenths no, no. with the value of that car and being on the street, but you can certainly tell, uh, you know, how much
2: fun you're having with that car. Yeah, it was definitely uh, very well set up, and he told us that he. Carl said he set this car up for touring, so he did, it wasn't a museum car. He just gets driven out on the uh, field. It's a car that he, he uses a lot. In fact, he drove it, I think, 300 miles to Parade because his uh, his um, transportation to have a ship fell mm. through, so him and his wife just jumped in it. And, uh, and he was in the, the Concord, too, at Parade. Yeah, now, now,
0: didn't he, w- did not he Did win his class? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Recall. I don't want to spread misinformation there, but I'm sure he did well.
2: Well, we, we talked about this car when we walked the field. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I think it was two RSs next to each other and one lightweight and mm-hmm. one touring. Yeah. Yeah. So Good looking a, car. It was a lot of fun and uh, yeah. But Damon did a great job of the video and. Have you driven an RS before? I have never driven. I've driven an S, uh-huh. uh, but not a, uh, not an RS. And it's and a lot. Of, you know, we we drive these older cars. Uh, there's so many variable factors on how well it's maintained. Are the bushings original mm-hmm. or have they been re- replaced? So many different things that. You know, you're probably not really driving it like it was in 73, uh, but this one was a delight to drive. It was, um, it was very, beautiful uh, scenery.
1: Yeah. Now, was it
2: intimidating? Like, is that a seven figure car or close to it? I think six, it's still, figure, six probably. figure, but, uh, yes, it, um, Especially for a road you've never been on, yeah, and uh, you're looking as you can see, there's not exactly a lot of room for error. No, if no. you uh, go a little too wide or have to, t- there's no PSM on these. Yeah, cars. no, please save me in this <laughs> car. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's your uh, your driving skill that's uh, that's saving the car. So,
1: yeah, one, one thing you said on the video that stuck with me, and we take this for granted, especially with modern Porsches, is are the brakes. Like mm-hmm. even in a Macan or Cayenne, no matter what Porsche you're in, in a modern Porsche, you never worry about brakes. But in this car, brakes were not the same in terms of like
2: full on. Somebody driving a modern Porsche, modern meaning like from nine six four onward, yeah, um, is uh, there's a lot of it's effort going to feel yeah mushy if you. for
1: for its day it probably was at the top of the rank right for day, for its day
2: yeah because people they were so using drum brakes on a lot of cars in the rear
1: yeah but compared to today's standards beautiful beautiful car and the owner super nice guy i remember you talking to very nice guy yeah Yeah. we had a
2: great conversation coming and going and uh you know when when he would tell always tell damon he would say it's just a car that's all it is just a car (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah just a car definitely got some great ratings
1: and uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on. It's on YouTube live now. Check it out. Uh, if, if, if the car doesn't you know, make you drool, the road and the scenery certainly will. Um, you captured. You know, I think that what you did during the golden hour. Yeah, it the was. was yeah, perfect. same as the GT4
0: RS, just a, a day earlier. Yeah, yeah.
1: people were sort of like, they're like they're, they're watching a
0: dream. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was. I wish we had roads like that out here. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we have nice roads, but
2: nothing like that. We got to drive a couple hours to get roads like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Up in the mountains, at least. Exactly.
1: All right, let's jump into the news here. Uh, the electric uh,
2: 718 Boxster. Well, we've seen it before on spy photos. This time it's the top down, mm-hmm. and what struck me was how much it looks like a. Um, that's the one about the camber, Robert. It, it struck me what is uh, is basically looks like a Boxster. Yeah. It's nothing, you know, radically different where you say yeah that's an electric car it's uh the title was kind of weird
1: for me like it says lowers its roof to become a big hairdryer on wheels like i can't think
2: like is that positive or negative i think they're making fun of the fact that when the boxers first came out people call uh, uh some wow. people called it the hair hairdresser yeah, car. some people just can't I let it go yeah. I,
1: that, that was a weird title for me yeah. and and if you've driven a modern porsche the air management inside the cabin is very well thought out probably wouldn't dry your hair no that's like obviously you haven't (laughs) driven a modern modern boxster because it it doesn't blow your hair around like you would think in a car that's not anyways i just thought it was a weird title but the car looks good looks very aggressive it looks to me i think manny and i always talk about this like why does an ev have to look like an ev (laughs) and this car definitely doesn't look like an ev it just
2: you yeah. know it just focuses on, focuses in on being a sports it car it still has the grills in the front And yeah. um uh, and obviously they are trying to disguise that because it also has the exhaust at the rear right that looks like a sticker they right. put on to make it look like an exhaust pipe yeah um, they
0: still need cooling brakes still need cooling potentially uh you know and the the best-selling electric cars you know and let, let's just say tesla because that's they're doing they By selling one. Sure. They don't look like EVs. They didn't look like EVs, especially remember the early Model S's still Model S's. had like a small grill mm-hmm. before they closed it up, yeah. you know? Um, you know, and all the, maybe not all, but a lot of the EVs that looked like they were probably either, either hybrids or electrically powered, they didn't sell quite as well. Right. You know? Like the Nissan Leaf. Yeah, the Leaf, which sold, yeah. but... yeah. They, they look like the Econobox
1: EV cars, and
0: and who uh, wants it? Who doesn't? Yeah, we don't. We don't necessarily yeah. want that. So not surprising that the the Boxster EV is going to look like a Boxster with Tycon headlights, right? Yeah. No.
1: So the next um the next news item, Manny and I were just talking about camber because coming into the stop box uh, at Chesapeake, people kept saying I was lifting my front tire coming in, and I was talking to Manny. I was like, Do you think changing camber would one is that a bad thing but would changing camber
0: help that anyway so we were talking it's a bad thing
1: yeah i mean front inside tire right yeah 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 Yeah, exactly so so in my mind i'm thinking i'm losing a quarter of the traction because that tire's up in the air but
2: you're not yeah because you're loading up so heavy on the right hand side yeah hardly any of the tires going to be touching anyhow yeah it's actually slowing you down in in pinewood derby yeah the key was to have one to only go down on three wheels that one tire, one wheel wasn't even touching because that's friction and it slows you down. Uh, so it was, uh, it's interesting that if the uh, if your
0: rear wheel, rear wheels was in the air. Then I'd be worried.
2: Yeah. That front that's wheel. The drive wheel. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, so anyway, so, uh,
1: Camber was fresh on my mind and Manny sends over this article and why haven't someone has someone thought of this before? Because it seems to be like,
2: duh, like, well, actually, uh, it's, So camber set. So when you're adjusting camber on a car, especially for performance, uh, you're trying to maximize how much of your tire is actually touching the ground. Right. And that's usually done through testing. Yeah. Um, I just remember uh, when I had my club race car, Michelin had a deal that if you ran Michelin tires, they would come to the club races, be in the pits. You just pull into the pits, and their engineers would run out, do temperatures on all three uh, areas of the tire send you back out again. Then when you finish the session, they would go over with you and say, here's what we're seeing. Here's what you should do the next time you get your car aligned or something Change. Mm -hmm. Tell them to change this. So over three club races, we managed to get my tires five degree difference from center outside and inside, which was like more than you can dream of. And so the car actually performed better. Um, So doing this on the fly now, I just wonder what kind of data they're going to be using. So when you're, when you're going down the straight, you need very little uh, you, you don't want the tires touching too much on the front because it's just going to slow you down. Right. Because you're just going straight. That's why dragsters right. have those really narrow tires. Yeah. They want to reduce as much rolling resistance as possible. But when you get in the corner, now suddenly as you're going to the corner, you want the whole width of the tire gripping that uh, that pavement. So um, that's, they, that's the giveaway of having a lot of camber. So when you have a lot of, like Pete had four degrees negative camber on his Hoosiers uh-huh. in, in the front. And and so that uh, – when he goes into the corner, the idea is that whole width of that tire is going to be gripping the corner. Touching the, yeah. he's going on a straight, you could probably see daylight. On one side of the on, tire. On, on the tires. Yeah. And you know, outside of the tire probably right. because you don't need to touch that much. So yeah. um, being able to do it on the fly is very interesting. It's, um, I think it's cool that they can do that, but I would think it's going to be like um, the uh, suspension – adjustments on the gt3 rs they're going to do a lot of uh, sharing mm-hmm. or crowdsourcing of information of what tracks you can do this because if it's going to be changing it a while does that mean why when you hit the straights it suddenly puts in a lot of negative camber to give you less rolling resistance mm-hmm. but as you en- en- enter the break zone it suddenly changes it back so now you have full yeah. or is
0: it the same for until you change it again Right, so it should co- be yeah. a little more predictable, right? Yeah. That's what I. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. I mean,
1: yeah, I think you're right. It's. It's very cool that the technology will be there, but the question is, in applying it to the real world, does a normal driver without a engineering team be behind him or her be able to fully take advantage
2: of that? they can make it as seamless as real mm-hmm. wheel steering, which you don't feel it. Yeah. You've done a phenomenal job. You don't know that it's working, right. but you like it. Yeah. And if they can do something like that, just to enhance the whole experience, then more power to them. That'd yeah. Be, it's even more impressive. But I just think back to the old school way of what you, what you would adjust camber for. And it's not something that you are adjusting constantly. I mean,
1: is that something that you could use calculating from the speed that you're currently at and the g forces? Is it loading up up front or loading up in the back? And depending on those
0: parameters, It changes your camber settings. So here's what I think: more grip in the turns or less grip in the turns? More grip in the turns. Yeah, exactly, right. So as much camber as you think is necessary to make to To make the car, you know, uh, handle well, um, and you don't really worry about, you know, what's it doing when I'm braking or what's it doing on the straight. I say, you know, you just you set it to whatever track or, or road. Um, and just drive the car knowing you have a little bit more grip. Cause to me, that's how camber has always worked. When I've gotten more negative camber, the handling of the car doesn't necessarily change hugely. You just realize, I mean, if you only do the front, then yeah, which this is, you're going to get more front end bite. And mm-hmm. The car will oversteer a little bit more, which is what I was looking for. But overall, just you'll, you just have more grip on the end where you're giving more negative camber. So if that's what you want, if you want the car to oversteer a little more, on a particular course, then that's what you do. But I that, wouldn't think but that, about the breaking, but,
1: but then also if you have too much negative camber and you have irregular road surfaces, then you get mm-hmm. sort of that tramming effect, right? So as it, as you get into higher speeds, you want it to kind of straighten up a little bit so that it's more stable at high speeds, as opposed to maybe with a lot of camera. Cause I know like when I've had a lot of camber on back in the day on my Mustang, like highway roads was just terrible because i would this car would want to steer itself when the road was irregular
2: yeah, i mean this thing for street driving that yeah. would be that's like really kooky right exactly uh, that's i can a, see for the
0: track for the track yeah.
2: but yeah for street driving and
0: yeah. we're and we're just talking about the front did they, did they mention they mention this be something for the back no, as well it wouldn't be for the the rear from what they're talking about in this story it would uh, just be okay. just the front you yeah. know and keep the rear as is uh the other thing you got to think about is you know when you, when you change camber, um, and especially depending on the type of suspension system that you're using, if you take more negative camber, your toe's probably going to change. Like, right. Sure. Example, my Mazda 3, when I was doing the camber this weekend, I got the camber to where I wanted it because I had positive 0.1 or one degree on one side. So I have camber bolts, and whenever I pulled the camber up on the side, that it changes, um, the it changes the toe pretty, yeah. pretty dramatically, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, it's a strut-based suspension, so it's not double wishbone on a GT car, but, you know, a lot of Porsches still have strut-based, McPherson strut-based front suspensions, like the 718 and yeah, non-GT so so 11s. So how do they account for the change in tow? That would be you interesting. Know, the steering rack would have to be variable yeah. and be able to make up for it. So, so that's the bigger, and I'm, I'm wiggling around here and you can hear my chair creaking yeah. right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't worry about the braking zone too much, huh. you know. Um, I just feel it out and know you have more grip.
1: So, man, did you see any car that made you uh, miss the the club race
2: days? Um, no. Um, A chapter's done for you? I, I can also remember how much money I spent.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not yeah. going to lie.
1: I used to remember watching you and hearing about – your club race
2: escapades, and I'm like, man, that dude must have a money tree in the back of it his house. It was a great 12 years. Uh, I did like 90 club races, yeah. and we have so many stories, yeah. and and we had so much fun. And uh, I always refer to it as the glory or or golden era of uh, club racing because there were so many cars. We just thought that was normal. Yeah, we didn't think that that one day they would they, know, they would experience a change. But yeah, I mean, you know, you would have uh, 30 cars in your class. Jeez. You have about 80 in a group, but just 30 in your class. If you finish 15th, you're happy Yeah, in your mm-hmm. class because uh, that's why we got above the crease racing because I used to joke if you fold the results in half, if we can finish above that crease, we were happy. We won. That yeah, was considered winning. We didn't even think about winning your class because right. you had so <laughs> many fast drivers and cars. Um, but just like anything else, it's uh, and tires are just part of it. It's just so much um just maintenance because you're, you're racing. You're trying to beat the next guy. So unlike Driver's Ed, uh, where you can um, make the tires last maybe four or five events, if you want to be competitive, you're looking at a set of tires almost every weekend. Ooh. You know, you would take uh, the old set and use that for practice and whatnot, but you had a set for rain tires. And I hear now they even have a set just for qualifying. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's um, And then, of course, there's transportation. Um, and that's, we did everything on our own. We didn't, we didn't hire any shops to do our stuff, uh, but it was still, you know, every, maybe other race, the car was going in the shop or something. And yeah, it's a very, um, well, it's just like anything else. It's, it's an expensive sport. I always look at other stuff like horse, horses, yeah or airplanes. And I think, well, that's hobbies that make mine look cheap. Right, right, right. It's mm-hmm. not a whole lot, but it was, it was fun watching and, uh, you can still get involved in club racing uh, as a volunteer, yeah, either in the National Club Racing Program or regionally, uh, like Potomac Region does their um, club race in September at some point, and they're always looking for volunteers, and you actually get to work the corners. You go to SCCA Flag School, and they teach you how to work the corners, and if you really want to have a, uh incredible experience, you sit in one of the tubs during the club race because there you see the cars in, in action, and, and you're the one who's – going to be waving the flag if there's an accident or you're going to be radio in to control to let them know you know what, what's going on so uh it's uh different ways you can still get involved and, and be part of it
1: yeah definitely and uh shout out to all the volunteers from this past weekend at the Shatn bob club race and of course the national volunteers that you know organize and make it all happen and hopefully we'll see you uh at a club race near you uh let's talk about um a f- couple events we can maybe we can announce and be in. An- the first
2: insider announcement for oomstock yes we chose we, we spoke about how we went to look at different spots uh, a few uh, episodes ago but we looked, found a new uh, not a new place but a place for this year to hold our event and that's going to be uh, in san diego san, diego san diego at least yep
1: we're changing uh, um, location a bit just south so My for hometown. those so for those of you that were expecting that we would be kind of in the la region it's only what Not even two hours. Two hours.
0: Yeah, depending on where where you are, and Vista is pretty far north as well. Okay, San Diego. So it's not it's
1: not all the way down in San Diego. It's in Vista, right? Mm -hmm. So it's at uh, HRE's uh, headquarters,
2: uh, and it's a beautiful facility. Plenty of room. It's a factory. It's a factory. Not just the showroom. It's where they build the uh, the wheels. So Mm -hmm. that's where we're going to be inside the factory floor. What was it, 20 cars we can fit At inside? At least 20, 25 cars
1: inside. Inside. Plenty uh, of cars outside. outside of we'll have uh, sponsors and vendors and food trucks. And we're actually going to have DJ. a
2: Porsche parking-only area. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get into the show, your car's not modified. You got a boring GT2 RS that's stock. <laughs> he put air quotes up. <laughs> <laughs> don't be offended. He was the air quotes. I had to uh, yeah. unfortunately turn away people in these beautiful cars because they weren't modified. Last time, Um we'll
0: modified <laughs> by Porsche? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have a place
2: uh, for you to park.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, in a nice industrial area, which yep. should be fairly quiet in terms of regular traffic uh, for a Sunday. So we will have the run of the area, plenty of parking, as many said. Uh, in addition to um, parking, uh, plenty of parking for the show cars. and uh, We will have Porsche. Porsche the ones parking.
2: inside the factory floor are going to be phenomenal photos. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's what that's the whole idea of is, yes, we we want to put the spotlight on modified Porsches um, and have a good time. But we also want to bring you to a location that you might not have seen before. And it's an experience into itself to go into the factory and see all the different stages in in how these custom wheels uh, are made, all the different technology machines materials they have a beautiful showroom of course and you'll see they they are true gearheads, not yep. just porsche but all makes um and models and as you look at their wheel designs as they you know develop things for various cars and in larger sizes and even smaller sizes they go down to i believe a 17 inch custom wheel for an accurate nsx Because why they can do so. Um, but you can see some of the, um, the, the influences that the gearheads at HRE have in making some of the coolest, coolest wheels. And, uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it. So again, that's going to be November 12th, uh, Vista, California, not too far from LA. So hope to see many of you there. Registration for Unstock opens September 13th. Again, your car must have three significant modification visible visible like if we have to walk up to your car and ask that means it's not (laughs) modified enough if you change your a arms
2: that doesn't really count
1: (laughs) <laughs> and again, we want it. We want to present a collection of cars that are obviously modified. It's not that we don't want you. It's just uh, you know, please register if it's a visible modification, so that it will you know the display will look nice. And, and if you uh, if you don't have modifications, as Manny said, we'll we'll have a spot for you just as well. Just
2: come out, hang out, and uh, and send us a good picture of your car. Yep. Um, because. Uh, uh, I, we get submissions where they write some really cool stuff about the car, and then they look like they took a photograph uh, 100 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm trying to say, you know, uh, where am I going to place this car? Is this so cool I'll place it in the front? Or, and it's hard to tell just from a photograph uh, that's taken poorly. So, I'm, you know, you don't have to be Jeff Short type photograph, but just something that you think will look good. Yep, absolutely.
1: Uh, let's uh, give a quick update on Renn Sport Reunion 7, because that ball is rolling quickly fast yes we're coming uh, up coming up quick and actually we'll while we're in uh monterey for works reunion i'm sure we're going to get some updates and visit some locations that will be um you know for rent really i would think so we're going to go to the track right <laughs> are we yeah and you're going to go see mr
2: canapa right well mr canapa is like an hour north of uh, oh. monterey well, aren't you going there to get the Project 964? Yeah, I'm driving them there. You're driving them? Okay. Yeah, but we're taking it right back. to. Oh, okay. All right, anyways, latest updates on Run Sport Reunion 7. Um, so, uh, it, it, well, it's, uh, like Lou said, it's, it's um, getting to the home stretch here. Um, they keep on adding on more Legends drivers. Um, they, the key here is uh, even if you don't have tickets and you haven't decided to go, uh, they're still selling general admission tickets. Um, you don't have to go all four days, although if you're a Porsche fanatic, I'm going to tell you, you will not get bored over mm. four days. They got so much going on. Uh, Saturday night, uh, I think I've mentioned, we can't announce on air who the, uh, who the artist is or band playing, but it's, I think it'll be worthwhile. Absolutely uh, worthwhile. Not Taylor Swift's. Uh, <laughs> not that uh, big. Not that big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I, it's pretty cool, especially for it being a free show. And I'm kind of glad they're not advertising it because I think we'd sell it to a lot of people who weren't Porsche fans would probably buy the tickets for Saturday just to show up for the concert. So uh, it'll be a nice, I think, fairly intimate, even though uh, there'll be a ton of people for just Rensport at the event. Um, Friday night, they're doing a showing of uh, Transformers with the Porsche in it. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't seen that uh, that movie um, at the uh, end of um, Rensport, if you hang around, they'll be doing it in the PPP, which is the Porsche... In the park portion Porsche paddock. in the park, yeah. Paddock, PPP. Yeah. We're, we are located at the Porsche Plots, which is the same location we have been in the past few uh, rent sports at Laguna, which is uh, used to be called Cayman Island. Now it's called Porsche Plots, which I found out last week it wasn't an island. It's a peninsula. It's a peninsula, but it just sounds, <laughs> doesn't sound the same. <laughs> I'm um, going to make it stick. Yeah. Uh, but on our on our side, though, now uh, there will be Porsche Classic and Porsche Exclusives. So um, uh, did you get a call about a special car
1: that they might be placing on the peninsula from Kathy?
2: Yes, a nine uh, nine thirty five. They're going to be bringing a, a, a vintage nine thirty five. Vintage nine thirty five at uh, the street. Would that be stated. Would that be Moby Dick? She didn't say. That'd be cool. She to just say. said that. Uh, Moby Dick is one of my favorite cars. Yeah, I well, I, I was going to say I would hope she would call it Moby Dick, but maybe she. Maybe she doesn't know it's... i familiar with Moby yeah. Dick. Either way, uh, we're getting a cool 935. And I told her, I said, I know what's going to happen because last time we had the uh, the RSR Pink Pig. Mm-hmm. And that was never scheduled to be over there. Isn't that remember- the one you sat in? No, that's the one that the Roxanne sat in and had my wife and then she had to crawl out. When I saw her crawl out, I was like, There's no way I'm getting in there. Did I get in? I can't remember. I'm pretty in. sure you got in. The exit was not getting in's easy. It's I the getting lo- out part I have lots uh, of video. I the getting out that part up. that's painful. Yeah. Uh but that was never planned to be there until the last minute. So I told uh Kathy our contact at Portia that this happens at Rennsport, is that um especially once we're there, you know, people uh are showing up with special cars and Porsche is trying to find places for them because it wasn't scheduled. And, uh, it, it's cool though. I mean, it's good problems to have when you're, you know, trying to place the GT one. Yeah. Cause you certainly don't want to turn it away and you want the public to be able to see it. Um, but once again, that general t- mission tickets still available. Um, housing, uh, if you even, you got to stay an hour away. I just talked to a member last week uh, and he said, you know, if I got to stay an hour away, he goes, I'll just grab some coffee and enjoy the ride in. Yeah. And I said, and as you get closer, you see more and more Porsches coming in. So it's uh, not a bad traffic jam to be in. If uh, not at if you all get in traffic, and, and it's been worse one-hour drives I've had uh, elsewhere. So um, and the weather will be cool. Yeah, so housing. It yeah. I'm not going to say it doesn't rain, but it's never rained. Yeah, knock uh, on wood for us there. Made on, that obvious at, that time yeah. of year. Um, and you know, it's it. just doesn't happen every year. Um, I, it doesn't happen every five years necessarily. But, uh, it's just uh, i'm sure pcna who runs the event would love to have it every 10 years it's mm-hmm. so much work to uh to put on this kind of event but boy we're going to have the who's who of porsche uh at at that event and some very cool cars and probably a lot you haven't seen the the uh bar to enter your car is so much higher this year mm mm-hmm. That you're bound to see some more special cars mm. uh, it looks like we have uh, like a 901 coming to the uh, PCA 75th anniversary display uh, because they're maxed out they already have a 901 oh these are both gosh. prototypes the prototype wow. cars so we have one coming to our display um, it, it's just that crazy word is so that one uh, from Wisconsin Chicago area I want to say no it's coming from Europe yeah oh, yeah the blue know- one
0: yeah, the blue one. Ah, I met cool. a guy who d- d- was driving a 901, I believe, prototype, a red one who's out, out in the Midwest. Yes, sir. But it was long not known to be a prototype. Uh, huh. so, yeah.
1: so I think this is an insider tip because you had mentioned coffee. And we have uh, a group that's going to be presenting coffee, I think, on the peninsula
2: or Porsche Platz with us, right? Uh, can you say who it is? It's... Can I say who I it know. is? Oh, I, well, I think
1: I can say who it is.
2: I would expect you them for you to say it yes but so at the very least there's and coffee. it's
1: and actually it's a great lead into one of our uh, future events and that's the folks from princess cruise lines uh our friends will be there not only uh sharing the, the the trip that we have in december 9th but they will also be setting us up with coffee in the morning
2: you think they can change the names of the sizes like uh starbucks does and the tall could be titanic <laughs> <laughs> there we go <laughs>
1: So the segue there is Treffin at Sea. If you haven't signed up yet, you might want to consider it. It's December 9th. Currently, we have over 800 PCA members signed up for this cruise. We're we're shooting for uh, at least 1,000, and I think we can do it between now and December. And they are also talking about um, getting folks from Guinness. Not the brewery, but Guinness books a world record of, as far as having the largest um, uh, car club gathering at sea.
0: At sea? At wow. sea. Well, I know you last really year. really make a record for anything, can know. You?
1: Last year was the largest die-cast concord at sea, and we are going to repeat that uh, for this year. So uh, something fun. For everyone, and again, if you haven't checked out what they offer, I mean, it's it's four and a half five stars in my mind, and the uh, the prices are phenomenal. So uh, if you and a loved one, or maybe even your family, want to come join us out at sea in the Western Caribbean, and now, do if you
2: sign up a thousand people, do you get upgraded to a better room? No, I stay in I stay in the
1: same room. uh And the thing is, you know what? Someone asked me about that, like about having a window or a balcony. Again, for me, I'm kind of a simple dude. I just want like enough room and a clean bed. You know, it, inside cabins are much more inexpensive, but they're still like a good size. You don't see the outside, but how often you are you? Don't have to lie down and sleep. You can stand up. <laughs> no, no, you, there's room <laughs> to lay down. There's room to lay down, but like you're you're always out. Like the I, only time we go into the room is to like take a shower and go to bed.
2: And I, I would suggest uh, using YouTube, and there's a slew of uh, yeah. reviews and recommendations for first time people who've never cruised before. Um, The ones I've watched uh, highly suggest getting a – spend the extra money and get a room with a balcony with the view. And and it's not much much more, and that's that's a good thing about it. Um, And the other thing is uh, Princess
1: Cruise Lines has a special concierge, the the number that we have on our website. Like it doesn't go to the general – call center that princess has princess has created sort of their own white glove concierge just for PCA members. So when you call in and you say, I'm interested in treffin at sea, they'll know exactly what trip that is. They'll know exactly the options that are available to you. And then you're kind of in and out pretty quickly and they can answer any questions you might have. So looking forward, but they to- will be,
2: uh, they will be um sponsoring coffee in the morning yep. at the Porsche Plots. And so, at
1: Rensport, uh, if you have questions about not only the Truffnet Sea Cruise or any other cruise they have to offer, um, you know they can answer it. But they
2: it's not like a uh, a um one of these things where you have to sit for an hour presentation. No, 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 free, no. You can get free coffee, and you don't yeah, have to listen to their yeah, presentations. Yeah, just, yeah uh, no, yeah, it's not relaxed uh, like cards and coffee.
1: When you buy like a condo,
2: timeshare, it's not timeshare. a timeshare. It's yeah. not a timeshare presentation.
1: Just come and have coffee, and if you're interested in the cruise, talk to them. If not, then uh, just go about your business. So yeah, no, no, no commitment. I just wanted to also let folks know we told you it would be pretty popular and it has sold out. And that is the PCA open house. We've sold out. And the reason being is not that we don't want anyone else there. It's just, we have only so many spots for parking, only number of, uh, you know, meals <laughs> that we can yeah. provide and such. And then in order for it to be enjoyable for everybody, we had to put a cap on it. So if you didn't get into the PCA open house, um, I apologize for that, but we are those that uh, did get in on time. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have some tours. I've got a new piece of equipment where I won't have to yell at people when I'm giving tours. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I tried it out last week. The megaphone or something? No, it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> it's, worse. Oh, it's worse. So when we
1: were, it looks, in...
2: looks like a, uh, <laughs> a a nerdy Iron Man. Yeah, you know and Iron Man has a thing in the chest yeah, or yeah.
1: yeah. So it's it's like that, but it's actually like a little PA. So when we were we were when we were, see, I'm always thinking about PCA because even though I was taking a tour at the Tower of London, um, the beef eater, right? That's what they call him, the beef eater. I guess I'm that, not sure. That takes you on the tour. He had this personal PA. System system where he just had it around his neck and he had like a microphone that's very similar to a McDonald's takeout microphone, but it projects your voice loudly and clearly. Oh, nice. So it's pretty cool and it's very compact. Uh, we had like a microphone handheld thing that we did in the past, but it was really bulky and it worked, but it was really bulky. This one should work just fine for the open house. In fact, we're going to try it at uh, works reunion for the juniors. Nathan's not coming to work. So I don't know if, uh, Manny, maybe you'll be walking around and taking people, looking at cars. Yeah, of course. You, 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 you <laughs> could, you could use it and tell me how well I'm it works. Taking people or kids? <laughs> no, no, people, people. Okay. You're not in charge. I would not be yeah, in kids charge. Yeah, kids aren't people, are they? Yeah. You are not definitely not in charge. I of go of the kids.
2: all Catholic school on them. Oh my <laughs> goodness. My <that> golden roller <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> so anything you're looking forward to in particular with, uh, with Monterey coming up? We're gonna see Spider RS and the X, right? Mission X. I'm thinking. Are you
2: asking me or telling me? Uh, I'm telling you. We're gonna see Spider RS. Are we going over to the um, to the uh, the barn? Yeah.
1: Yes, At we are point. gonna go over to the barn.
0: I'll be there on Thursday early for for interview interviewing somebody. So, yes, uh, and actually, I was gonna ask you if you're okay. going early to. Take Manium Bogdan with you for social media stuff. Yep, we'll do. Yep. We'll do. Can you say who you're interviewing? Uh, sure. Why not? I guess. Uh, Rod Emery. He's, oh, it's for cool. that uh, oh, Giant okay. Giant right. Killer a video. All right. Yeah. Cool. Video.
1: Um. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So Mission X G uh, Spider RS. Uh, no St. I would be very surprised if there's St. And let me see what I'm looking at the. My, go through my notes carefully in my head so I don't say something that I'm not supposed to. Did I talk about how I'm excited to see what they're gonna be presenting at
0: Sport?
1: No uh-huh. So I'm thinking, and this is not confirmed, but I'm thinking that they always have a special car for Rensport, right? Like they always have a Sport edition. so they gotta
2: have something special coming. Is there a car they haven't been able to sell that they want to get rid of? Some models? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> cars they can sell. They Thur- don't, There's, there's no- some decals on them. I was about to say there's nothing. <laughs> That's that- pretty
1: much what the Red Sport Edition was. <laughs> there's there's nothing that can't be sold. So then, what about like any kind of the like Skunk Works activity, like the 935
2: that showed up? Right? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, the thing is now with Porsche. I mean, if it's if it's roadworthy. It could yeah. be. It would have been at the Nurburgring. I yeah. mean, they just test everything at the Nurburgring, and that's how we find out. When you see these cars disguised yeah. as people just hanging around, um, the Mission X. I don't know how roadworthy that is, or mm. if it goes at yeah. speed. Maybe rolling. Yeah, um, but well, uh, seven eighteen EV's got to be at some point, right? How about
1: how, I how about if that's how one about. Of them gt2 rs because we've seen
0: some like spy um, yeah. shots or predictions about no. that have
2: we seen the rs spy shots yet
0: i have no clue because I an rs looks a lot like a gt3
2: but RS? i haven't seen anything that says this is what we think the new rs yeah i don't think so mm. no.
0: but i have got a feeling but porsche is I mean, not
2: it, going to not make a gt i was, to I was about
1: to say it's like it's so. part of it's part of the pattern right that yep. that a gt2 so aren't they
2: ready for 2020 they came out the 992 Mm-hmm. So, they got to be closing in on the 992.2. Yeah, you would think right? so. that's what I yes. thought was.
1: But, but before the 992.2, there should be a GT2 RS, or the 992.2 will be announced and then the GT2 RS shortly thereafter as sort
2: you of the swan the, song. Yeah, 992.1. GT2 RS. Like there was no
0: 991.1 GT2 RS, so if it's the same pattern, then the twos have to come out first for the 992, and then they'll announce it. So Oliver Bloom saying. said
2: the hybrid is not coming out to 2025, which means mm-hmm. next year sometime we'll mm-hmm. start to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought they were going to bring the hybrid to Rensport, but it doesn't sound like it. That would be a big surprise. I was really hoping to see the 992 hybrid run at Rensport. I thought that would be really cool. Hmm. but I don't think so. But I haven't heard anything about it, and we're getting pretty close. So Yeah.
1: So um, so we would expect the ST would be at Sport, right? So something yes, that probably, something yeah. something that it would have I'm to sure be. I'm sure the ST will
2: be there. Mission X will be there. Yeah. Um, but it has to be something that, that complements it. Anybody? Uh,
0: 17. Is that going to happen? Because that's what, 2024? What's going to come out first,
2: a 718 or a Macan EV? Mm, that's oh, a, I don't remember. That's, get, I mean, I, I think the I 718 would get more excitement. Mm-hmm. because yeah. we've all been waiting for a uh, yeah. sports car fun EV. I didn't even think about that. That that would be yeah. kind of interesting. Macan EV is
0: 2024 and uh I'm 2025
2: well, what, for the 718. Well, they use the Macan as the This is this is their 70th anniversary. This is the yeah. 60th anniversary of 911. Or do they bring this both? Is Rinsport, do they um, bring both? They may.
1: The the EV future and yeah. bring the Boxster and the Macan even though they might be like early Proto, not prototypes, but like early, early pre-production models, they can kind of show off the performance
2: of those cars. That's mm. what I'm hoping. There will be, uh, That's there will be tractor racing. <laughs> at the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, was, I was wishing I was a uh, a very good driver because at one of our meetings, they were saying they had seven spots left open for drivers to drive <laughs> the, uh, and they were they meant, of course, professional drivers right, who were right. going to be at Sport to yep. drive a tractor, and I was like, oh. That would be all I've got cool. a feeling
0: a bunch of them remembered the last time and said ah, it sounded like it would be fun, but after I jumped into the tractor, it was really boring the whole way through. <laughs> I, I think it would be fun just because yeah. it looks cool. No, it's just yeah. like
1: silly fun. It's like me driving yeah, my yeah. K truck. It's just you can't help it but just smile as you're
2: doing yeah. something. I don't so think silly. I don't think any some of them looked like they were taking it seriously. Yeah, no. But yeah. other ones were like shortcutting it over top the yeah, yeah. uh yeah over the uh grass. I like the, 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 one, the one, one with the wings and the one that mounted the wing on the back. My of favorite there. was the one who laid flat. To be as aerodynamic as possible, <laughs> and I can't remember what driver that was, but that was also watching him laying yeah. flat. Arrow uh, to, to uh, advantage, yeah. Plus, you had master, you had juniors in there. It was all different types of uh, man. It's coming up quick. Yeah, I'm getting a
1: little nervous, yeah, but uh, it should be a TV lot of fun. Here. Are you still looking for um? You're still looking for volunteers? Oh yes.
2: Yeah, uh, I think we're up to 500 Sharon said. So okay, we're nearing the uh, max for volunteers, but you get a you get an event poster. And a tube, uh, which I think is probably going to be like fifty or sixty dollars itself, yep. and a T-shirt that we we saw that's very cool. It's uh, almost the same as what Porsche is using for their people. Yeah, um, that you can't buy anywhere. So it's uh, and the shifts are I think three to four hours depending. A lot of my friends are working the um, corrals, and I said, it's kind of like Cars and Coffee. Yeah. Except this, and Cars and Coffee, you're not pointing parking spaces out. Sometimes you do. Yeah. I said, but when uh, people come in, you just kind of walk them to or show them where the parking space is, especially the afternoon shifts. I said, uh, by then, most people are parked, so you're either getting people that are coming back from lunch or people just showing up at the time. But the morning is when you have the whole stream of cars coming in to uh, – to park, and they're pretty busy. The rest of the time, you're just hanging around with Porsche people, what you would do for free anyhow, and now you're getting a shirt and the uh, event poster, of which uh, I'm hoping to have Dennis Simon on the podcast. So I ran into him at uh, Cars and Coffee, and uh, the poster's just been released. So I, I'm hoping to have time, but for next e-break, I hope to write a history of the uh, oh, Score cool. posters. And Dennis has uh, – he sells them out of his studio – the um all from the from the second rent sport when he got involved up to now uh, but it'd be interesting to hear from him he was telling me some of the stories because he got hired i think by bob carlson mm, wow and uh to do the posters and just a uh, different stories he was telling. and he lives me. not too far from us he lives in maryland yeah and he had he had a beautiful morgan that he brought to cars and coffee but yeah he was filled with a lot of stories about what it's like to work for porsche another insider tip for those of you that like to shop
1: like I do Um, just know that merchandise at the last run sport was you know quantities were not Folsom. so yeah you, when you get there you want to start shopping uh probably sooner than later but more importantly is know that on uh, at the porsche Platz or at the peninsula or at cayman island where we're at we actually have our own shop there so for the same, first time for the first time and thank you to porsche and the organizers for allowing us to bring merchandise that's not only pca branded but it's also run sport branded Uh, So it's very unique. None none of the stuff that we offer will be available elsewhere in the
2: entire facility. And like Bruce said, if you like it, (laughs) buy it. If you like it, buy it. Don't hesitate. Because I can tell you uh, PCA uh, isn't buying a whole bunch because it's obviously member's money. And we don't want to get stuck with uh, a lot of clothing that we can't sell or we have to bring back and whatnot. So... They're being very conservative with the quantities, and I know a lot of people are coming. Yeah, uh, but they're still being conservative. So, and
1: we've seen we've seen the artwork of the merchandise that's coming, and um, it's it's very very good looking stuff. And it's not a uh, if you've been to a Porsche parade or you've been to Works reunion or any other national event, typically we have a store that's beautifully laid out like much like the gap or something like that um but here we're actually selling out of a retail container so think of it more as like if you were to go to a concert or a nascar there, race. or a nascar race and there's there's a selection of items that's maybe pinned to the back wall and you can you can sort of choose from that selection so we will have a decent selection a decent amount of supply but it's not going to be endless so the tip here is shop early and
2: buy it if it's available. That's pretty much that's what we try to do. <laughs> All right, anything else before we sign off, guys? No, we can't wait till uh, talk about uh, Monterey. Uh, your your haunted house. Oh gosh, yes, I've been that's... putting pushing that back in the we back of my a mind. A lot of videos, photographs. Yeah, so I am. I want like the Blair Witch Project kind of oh, video. I'm <laughs>
1: definitely bringing headphones. I'm bringing that little holy water bottle. Did you get a crucifix yet? No, uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good.
0: That doesn't work on them.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. We'll report back later next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, what are you waiting for? Grab your VIN. We'll get you set up on PCA.org. If you're looking for your Porsche, and Bogdan earlier was talking about a 01 uh, 996 that he found uh, join the test drive program and we get uh, a lot of access to the resources on pca.org uh, you'll get to see all the cars that are available for sale on the mart so on and so forth remember to follow our podcast instagram page behind the scenes photos porsche club insider all one word we love it when you uh, give us a thumbs up a like be sure to comment. Um, you know We we read each and every one of them. And if you have a question directly you want to send, uh, you can send to podcast at pca.org. Stay in the know with all of our newsletters. Uh, I don't know if Robert threw it up there, but from eBreak to Mark Fresh News to Performance News, head over to pca.org and you sign up for our free newsletters. Until next time, stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.